Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 7.30, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business heard here every saturday morning on 94.3 wsc i'm one of your hosts eric cox and if you can't tell by my voice this is not leslie haywood this is in fact byron stall Again, cameo appearance. Welcome back, Byron. Uh, another great show last week, and and here we are rocking and rolling through the month of October. Man, I can't believe it. We are a week and a half from my kids' favorite holiday, Halloween. Everybody's getting excited about that. And before you know it, we'll be talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's wild. I know it's crazy, isn't it? I can't believe it's already this time of year. Great time of the year, though. Great time to be in Charleston. A lot of good stuff going on. And certainly a great time to tune the dial to 94.3 and listen to great stories of entrepreneurship. And uh, we have Jeremy uh, Ballington in the studio again today. Uh, Jeremy was with us last week uh, telling the first half of his story. And to give you a little backdrop, he's the founder and CEO of JB South. East Enterprises, which is, uh, I guess, a conglomerate now, I can call it, of franchises, including, uh, what is it, Blow Blow, Dry Bar, and Waxing the City. Uh, I know you've got uh, some new uh, locations coming up we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, certainly, uh, how you got started in that. But before we do, how about a little quick rewind of last week, Byron? What was the takeaway that you uh, can yeah, and, refresh and us on? My takeaway... I'll- could almost be called the theme of this show because the takeaway that we learn from these entrepreneurs you start to see a common thread and you know from a few shows ago jack hibbets mentioned this and jeremy mentioned this last week as well but he said that the most important factor of success are people they are the greatest driver to become successful and i i I couldn't agree more and that seems to be something that we hear over and over again week in and week out well, and I can uh, certainly uh, add to that because on one side of the coin, we hear a lot of our great entrepreneurs and leaders talk about, you know, they are where they are because of their people. Um, they couldn't do it without their people. It's all about who you surround yourself with. And then I reflect a few years ago, and I can't remember exactly who it was at this moment, but we had one of our guests uh, ask the question, what is the biggest challenge you face day in, day out as a leader? And the person said, it's pretty simple. All of our problems wear shoes. And so it falls on both sides of the coin as a leader of an organization, both on the good and sometimes the challenge. It's the people. And so I think that's a great uh, point to bring out, Byron. And uh, Jeremy did a great job of talking about that in his show last week. So uh, just to recap, you know, you spent 25 years of your life, uh, both uh, over uh, in the U.K. where you grew up and and certainly in New York in the banking business, um, as many of us have experienced uh, you went through the restructuring process in corporate America and uh, decided, I think the quote was that you and your wife, Elaine, said, life is too short. Uh, let's not try this for a third time in the corporate space. Let's go try something on our own. So um, there's a lot more to it than just that statement. So I'd love to dive in a little bit to the mental kind of thinking at that time that you all were going through. Now, this was uh, a few years ago, if I'm correct, somewhere around, was it 2015 or so? 
Yes, good, well, good morning, Eric, and good to be, oh, I'm sorry to say, good to be, yeah. good to be back. <laughs> um, yes, it was uh, late 2015. So, you know, just to, to step back up, I, I had, uh, it was over 25 years in, in, in with two banks, most of that time with one, uh, HSBC, and then four years with Standard Chartered. And uh, that lovely um, human resources term of being restructured out, uh, yeah, I, I, we, I was left in the position of, uh, you know, having to contemplate what do I want to do uh, for the next few years, uh, and as I talked about last week, we had uh, we were in the midst of building a house down down here on Kiowa. Uh, we're not intending at the time to be down in Charleston. Uh, I anticipated uh, at least another five six years with Standard Chartered, potentially somewhere else other than New York. Um, but as that uh, didn't play out, we 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 sort of stepped back and really started to to think about you know do do I do the same thing again? Um, and that was really my comment last week about, you know, life's too too short to, to just go through the motions. And, you know, I think we were, uh, you know, financially we were we had some flexibility. And, you know, I started to, so I would say, half-heartedly look for a, another job in banking. Uh, had a couple of uh, things that, that, you know, that, that might have worked out. But I think in many ways those sort of crystallized my thinking because they were I'd, I'd, I'd had the fortunate experience of, of uh, certainly over the last 10, 12 years of my banking career, you know, running two phenomenal or building and then running two phenomenal teams. And so back to your point on, on people, um, you know, assembling two teams of, of, of people that it was, it was you know, tremendously enjoyable to, to do that and to see the results come from that. Um, and I just wasn't sure that I wanted to do that again with a with a probably relatively short timeline to it I, I was sort of thinking maybe it's if i go into banking again it's three to four to five years um and so that really started us to think as, as well about you know do we are we tied to the northeast um you know we've got this great place being built on kiowa do we do we go and explore charleston and and all the you know the vibrancy that we every time we came to town we could feel with the growth of of of, of the city um, and so we started to 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 look you know, on the one hand, continuing to to talk to people in New York, um, but started to look at at you know what could I do down here. It was very, I, I was very clear that I didn't want to to work for somebody. Um, so I started to think about you know do I start a business? I didn't think I had any good ideas to start anything from scratch. Uh, do I buy a business? Uh, and I started to look at that, and I couldn't see anything immediately that that you know, sort of resonated um and i had some through some friends i had some contacts that had uh invested in in various franchises and i so i spent and this was up in the northeast i'd spent some time with them um and started to look at that that space uh and um got connected actually with one of your your prior um guests a lady called kathy petcash who's with uh with Frannet, a, a franchise consulting group and spent some time with her Really trying to sort of sort through, um, you know, does franchising make sense? Are there areas that that you know would uh, would excite me, um, and that we can you know potentially build a business base off? Um, and so spent, I don't know, probably six nine nine months working on that of of really trying to figure out is this something that makes sense? Um, looked at a whole series of different uh, different businesses uh, and. Ended up getting comfortable that uh, you know that we could potentially build something here, 
Uh, I ended up investing in in a couple of franchise businesses, and Eric, you mentioned them earlier, um, Blow Blow Dry Bar, which is a women's blow dry uh, business, and uh, Waxing the City, which is a waxing studio. And you may look and say, like, gee, what's a guy that spent 25 years in banking doing getting involved in, in those businesses? I think the way that I, I looked at it was um, I was trying to find businesses that I could potentially, you know, grow and, and scale. Uh, I I sort of made the decision that um, finding sort of bricks and mortar businesses were probably the best way to do that. Um, and I was really looking for uh, concepts that I felt had, had scope for growth uh, that I liked and, and could sort of you know, resonate with the brand in terms of the positioning that they had a good, you know, either niche position or a differentiator if there was competition. Um, on the blow dry side, it's it's kind of it's it's interesting. Blow really created the the the, the segment, uh, and there really isn't that much competition, and so that's that's been you know phenomenal to kind of build build that. Uh, on the waxing business, there's actually a lot of competition, but we have a, a pretty differentiated proposition, and so again, there's a there's a way to market and. Yeah, and grow that well i have i have a, a, a question i'm sure a lot of our listeners are uh thinking as well going through that process particularly with kathy looking at all these franchises walk walk us through your mindset what how did you make the decision to choose franchise what factors did you look at to help you make that decision yeah i think you know i, I as i sort of mentioned earlier i sort of you know you i i Almost sort of started with a spectrum of saying, on one end is the you know you start something from scratch, um, you know no support. It's your you know you've got a great idea on a on a business, and as I didn't really have any great ideas, <laughs> um, and then on the other end of the spectrum you've got an existing business, you know. So and I and I so I saw sort of franchising in the in the middle of that, and and with the you know in theory, you know depending on the the franchise system because there are obviously you know thousands of different different systems out there across any particular type of business that you could think of um you know there's a there's a relatively small percentage of those franchises are actually you know grow to a to to a meaningful size and and are truly successful there are a lot of people that would try to franchise you know a, a, a business but don't necessarily succeed in that um but for those that that have gotten over that that sort of tipping point i think what you get with that type of system generally is you know a proven system a support system you know it's some people will describe it as a business in a box you know <laughs> that but it's 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 a, i think it's removed from that because you are clearly still uh, as i you know as my wife and i see you know we're, we're, we're starting our own business here yes you've got the support and all the you know the infrastructure from a franchise um but you're still a business owner and you're taking that startup risk and, and not everybody succeeds in that for sure. And this is where the nitty gritty of entrepreneurship, right, comes to the service the part I love. Uh, obviously, um, you, you had this immense background in corporate banking, big company, infrastructure. Then you go to your own business, even if it is a franchise, there's a blueprint. It's still yours, right? And you're still trying to develop it and figure it out. What would be maybe one of the major um, uh, elements that you've experienced in that transition uh, that you didn't necessarily anticipate in the beginning, Jeremy, that, that you've now unfolded and maybe could give advice to others that are listening this morning yep. that they may go through. Yeah, Erica, I, I think the the element that, uh, you know, I, I think I knew going in, but I probably didn't didn't sort of grasp just how 
you know how how gritty and grainy it is um is that the fact that you know ultimately the buck the buck really does stop with you whether it's you know whether it's making payroll you know, the hiring decisions the customer service the you know the delivery of the the proposition deciding where you, you where you make the marketing spend um whereas if i sort of reflect on my corporate career my my last role i was i was running a team of you know 200 plus people um one of you know three people running the bank in the americas but there are always checks and balances and unless and any and i would argue even if you're the ceo of a you know a large company there's probably a board that's a check in the balance um i think when you're a when you're a small business owner it it really does stop. You're the board. You're the you. CEO. You're everything, right? <laughs> now, you know, again, there's a little bit of a check and balance with the franchise, but in terms of what you can, you can't do. But um, but ultimately, it's your business. And you know, if it's a Sunday morning and uh, you know somebody's calling in that they can't make it, it's you know, I, I think we've got some we've got some great people on our teams. But but ultimately, you know, the buck stops with with you. And I think. Going into it, I think you have to, you know, if anybody out there that's thinking about starting their own business, whether it's, you know, franchise or not, doesn't really matter. Um, you know, that that element of be sure you're up for it. And it's, I, I think is probably the, the critical piece. Good, that we've good piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, looking at, you know, the transition going from corporate America to the buck slapping with you, you're the business owner. Is there one thing you can look back to in your corporate experience that, you can take away that has helped you tremendously in running the franchise yeah i I think it you know it comes back to that consistent theme of people i think you know it it, and and in in the businesses that that we're in that that they're obviously service businesses um you know the the people the technicians that are delivering the service are the you know the critical part of the business but also i i say you know we've been we've been very fortunate to uh put in place uh, and and have on the team uh, a, a couple of great managers and you know that it's as you as you go through sort of building uh these businesses i think you know you definitely uh you come across people that view um you know view their role as a as a job i'm going to punch the card and and do the hours and 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 do a great job but but are not you know living it every day i think we've been fortunate to find a couple of people that are absolutely you know kind of there and and feel the accountability and you know want to grow with us and that's that's been i I think as i sort of reflect on the the couple of years now almost that we've been open um that's been kind of probably one of the greatest parts about it of of, uh you know starting to get a team together that's that feels like they really want to grow with the business and you know, you for us, I think that's uh, that that's a really good feeling. It's that point where you know you can go to the next level too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, by the way, in case you are wondering whose voice and story you're listening to, it's that of Mr. Uh, Jeremy Ballinger, who's the founder and CEO of JB Southeast Enterprises, which again uh, consists of uh, Blow Blow Dry Bar here in Charleston, as well as Waxing the City. And we're having this discussion about the evolution of sort of the entrepreneurial. Uh, model that you're in and, and what you've been growing, uh, you are in a franchise, as you mentioned, so you obviously have infrastructure and you said things you can and can't do. But beyond the entrepreneurial space, I mean, the um, the um, franchise space, where else do you guys go for counsel when you have you know, a thought, an idea, a strategy you want to implement it? Who do you bounce that off? Where do you flush that out to decide it is or is not the right move? 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a that's a great question. I I think as I look at um, you know that 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 circle of a, perhaps advisors, um, you know, I, I if I go back three years ago as we were setting up uh, the businesses and heading down this route, a lot of people talked about you know form a, an informal board. Um, we didn't really, I I don't think we really sort of did that. Um, but as I look at you know who do I talk to, I. I I've probably got three or four um, friends, former colleagues in the banking arena that that I they worked for me. I'd hired them into to different positions, and you know we've remained in in close touch. And I I, I will regularly uh, talk to them and bounce ideas around. Um, and and it's just tremendously helpful to have somebody else that you can say, you know, does this sound sensible? Uh, <laughs> And have you and the, found that there's any resources that you've been able to use or leverage here in Charleston as well from a yeah, community-based perspective? You know, I think as I look at, at uh, some of the people that we work with, um, yeah, I think a couple of people that come to mind. I mean, I, I, I Chris Staubs, who's the uh, uh, the president of the job, Chamber yeah. of Commerce. Great. Yeah, um, we also do business with him as well, but uh, he's he's been a phenomenal resource, uh, you know, both in terms of just navigating mount pleasant um and and perhaps greater charleston but also just you know knowing a ton of people and and just being a a good business guy um you know we talked about kathy earlier she's just a she knows everybody in town um so if you're looking for you know for ideas in terms of you know do you know somebody that can help with this uh you know she's always a great uh, a great point of contact for that um and i think it's you know it's interesting because moving to a you know, obviously, a new, new town, new city for us. Um, I think getting connected in the business network, um, you know, things like the Chamber of Commerce here. Uh, I think it just it it sort of accelerated our you know almost immersion into mm-hmm. into Charleston. I think um, because we've had to, you know, to to build those connections. Um, I think if we just moved and if I was doing something, you know, non-related to Charleston, you know, maybe jumping on a plane and going consulting somewhere, um, it'd be much harder to do that, I think, and feel like you're building, you know, roots here. Relationships in, uh, here in, in town, Charleston. Yeah. 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 Well, Jeremy, what, what, what's great about your business is it, it's still fresh. It's still new. You're very, very much so on the upswing in the growth stage. And we don't always have entrepreneurs on the show that are still in the very beginning stage, growth stage of their business. So one question that we don't always have the uh, opportunity to ask is, what's your vision for your franchises? How do you see your business or your uh, enterprise growing going forward? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Byron. I, I think... You know, when we set out two, three years ago, um, you know, I, I kind of looked at it and said, you know, it feels like this is a, an eight to ten year period to to really, you know, made a complete change of of tack um, from from a corporate career, and this is not about like for me, not about semi retirement. Um, you know, I wanted to to really try and try and build something, um, and I think you know that's I would say evolved a little bit as we've gone through two, three years um, of thinking about what's the best way to, to build. But this starting kind of vision was, you know, can I build you know, a company here that's that's potentially got multiple brands, you know, focused on the on the Charleston uh, market um, and and have a, you know, construct a team that, that allows that to, to grow. Uh, I think as I look forward now, you know, two, three years into that, um, I think it's, you know, 
I'm not sure we end up with multiple multiple brands because I think it's it's hard to to truly sort of execute in different you know different segments and different businesses. Um, I think we're more likely to evolve now on focusing you know on the brands that we have, and maybe it's a broader you know geographic growth. Um, and I think from time to time, in a you know in any franchise system, you know opportunities come up where you know somebody got into the into the business ownership gig and didn't quite you know they felt that I buy a franchise, I hang a sign up, and you know voila, uh, right? <laughs> life is good. Uh, and that's you know that's clearly not the case. I mean, you have to really work at it. Well, and clearly, you, you mentioned uh, semi-retirement. Clearly, if you are semi-retired, you don't go start a business, right? Right. <laughs> Those right. two don't collide so well. So I'm going to steal a page here for a minute out of Leslie's book since she's not here today. Um, you know, we always talk about sort of how it's been. And, you know, you left New York, you come to Charleston, you start a business. The business is going good. Things are growing. Life is wonderful and great. However, there there's always some moments along the way, right, where it's not as great. So let's talk about a challenge or two maybe that you all have experienced in that transition to entrepreneurship or since you've been growing the business and how you've navigated it. Yep. No, that's, a, that's a great question. And I, uh, I'm sure Leslie would have really grilled me would have started the whole conversation <laughs> off that way. So. <laughs> I think that, you know, one, one interesting thing, um, uh, obviously, Elaine and I went from, you know, kind of, Living in New Jersey, I was I was traveling a lot uh, for the for the latter part of that time. You know, she was she was she'd been raising the kids. Um, she was actually uh, building her own fitness uh, training business. Um, but you know, I was kind of I was traveling a lot and and working you know crazy hours, um, working with uh, with teams in Asia. So there was you know time zone things. Uh, we moved down down here and we're working together on on the businesses and uh i i think you know both she and i would be the first to say that that took it that was a period <laughs> of adjustment, adjustment right was, uh and i think we're i think we're doing much but we're still you know, we're still happily together um <laughs> and uh i think that 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 took some adjustment uh and it was you know it was really the first time you know certainly from a business perspective that we'd we'd work together uh and uh yeah that that was that was interesting at first, but I think now we, you know, we we've we've sort of got roles defined. Um, we we don't trip over each other too much, um, but it is a you know you're constantly sort of at, at when when you're not working on or thinking about the business, which again as a as a you know, as a small business owner, it it is tough to switch off on that. Um, but you know, I think we 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 try really hard to let's let's not talk about the business it's this evening hard. at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Lee and I were on a dinner on Friday night and she works with me in our practice coastal wealth management. And we found ourselves, you know, halfway through dinner. Wait, all we've done is talk about business. Wait a minute. Stop. Yep. Uh, so uh, good that you all are learning how to flip the switch and get the balance in we, there. We may have to take some lessons from you on that. <laughs> I don't know where the, the ones look at that. Uh, unfortunately, we are getting fairly close to running down time. Um, but uh, why don't we take a minute? Again, I'm going to steal another page out of Leslie's book. Man, thank goodness she's not here. I'm getting all her uh, good stuff today. And you won't tell uh, her. she calls it the lightning round. And so uh, the tagline of our show is it's beyond the business. It's people you know, stories you don't. And obviously, I'm sure people know of your business, but they might not know as much about you personally. And that was the design of what this show is. And so she calls this the lightning round where we just throw out a few things to you. First word that comes to mind um, or words, please just throw them out there. And we'll start off with uh, her first question, which is, 
who do you most or have you most admired in your life? Wow. Um, I'd say Margaret Thatcher, actually. Growing up in the UK, and I was, you know, it was my formative years when she came into to office in 79. Um, you know, it was a, was a polarizing force, you know, good and, and bad. Absolutely. Um, but fundamentally changed the UK. Best book that you've ever read? Ooh. Uh, I'd say, I mean, with my business hat on, um, Jim Collins, good to great. Ooh, good one. Yeah, get him on the right seat it's on the all, bus, right? Exactly. It's all about the people. Uh, what are you most proud of? Family-wise, I think you know, Elaine and I have been married almost 30 years now, which is scary. Congratulations. Uh, thank yeah. you. And I, I think just very proud of that and, and our, our two kids uh, who, are, who are great. Wouldn't expect uh, anything less. Absolutely. And then I'd say from a business perspective, I think just making that transition. I mean, maybe you should ask me in five years' time. <laughs> I still am. But, uh, we but can think, switch the order of these later, yeah, right? Having the courage to do that, I think. And then something that's on your bucket list, which maybe, hey, five years ago, that would have been one of your bucket list items, right? Uh, having the courage to leave and start your own business. But now, what is on your bucket list? To have the time uh, to and, and, and energy with, with Elaine to kind of travel more. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of that in you know my business career, but it was kind of you know airports, hotels, conference rooms uh, to, to real be luxury traveler to be able to do that relaxing. with her and yeah. see um, you know some of the cool spots of the world. Great, wonderful. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time today. Uh, great segment, both last week and this week. Uh, Jeremy, thank you for sharing your insight, your wisdoms, and most of all, just your story with our listeners today. Well, thank you, Eric. Again, uh, Jeremy Ballinger, who's the founder and CEO of JB Southeast Enterprises, which includes uh, Blow Blow Dry Bar and Waxing the City here in Charleston. By the way, y'all do have a new location coming up. Yep, in about three, four weeks, next door to Halls, right downtown at uh, 430 King Street. Blow will be uh, will be opening up early November there. You can go by and get a nice cab and go get your hair done all at the same time. Absolutely. Right? How about that? So great location. Again, thank you for being with us this morning on Beyond the Business. And uh, until next Saturday morning, uh, Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 7.30 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.